You are listening to Point of View. The opinions expressed on Point of View do not necessarily reflect the views of the management or staff of this station. And now, here again is Kirby Anderson. We've been talking about some of the things in the state of Texas, and we're going to continue that conversation as well. I've just been talking about uh, 58,000 non-citizens possibly have voted in the state of Texas. Almost 100,000 non-citizens may be registered. And we've talked a little bit about some of the point counterpoint on that and even the fact that it was mentioned in a tweet by President Donald Trump and uh, how the mainstream press has kind of responded to some of that. And we'll get back to that in the future. But I wanted to now focus on something else that you do need to know about there are a number of bills that have sort of been put under the hashtag uh, ban the bible you know ban the bible bills and we're going to talk about what those are the potential threat and in order to understand that first of all we have some articles and links related to our friends at texas values and we bring back to the microphone jonathan signs who's the president of texas values you might remember in the past course worked with our friends at the liberty institute now called first liberty and he was the director of legislative affairs back then but now has been really working and focusing a lot of time and attention on what we're going to refer to as the ban the bible bills jonathan welcome back to point of view good afternoon kirby great to be with you Good to have you. At least three different bills that I've been paying attention to. Maybe you have a couple of others. Well, I guess I've seen up to five, but the ones I've kind of been watching are pretty significant. So tell us about these bills, because some people might say, well, they look like they're just dealing with LGBT or sexual orientation kind of things. How does that relate to this idea of banning the Bible? Well, Kirby, the ban the Bible bills that have been filed at the Texas legislature shock the conscience, and they must be stopped. And what they do is they create more government control, and they threaten Christians with jail time or fines, which does not create a tolerant society. And they're going to seek to, to jail and fine people of faith, particularly Christians, because of their views based in the Bible on marriage and sexuality. And so if you believe and follow what the Bible tells you, that marriage between a man and a woman, and that God made people male and female, these bills, which include House Bill 254, House Bill 244, House Bill, excuse me, Senate Bill 151, House Bill 188, you can go to txvaluesaction.org to see the very long list of Ban the Bible bills, and that's what this issue is about. And we've known this for, for a while, but this is, makes it a little bit more clear that the effort by some when, in regards to advocacy for sexual orientation and gender identity, it's no longer good enough for people to be tolerant or to coexist, if you will. They want the government to pick favorites and to pick winners and losers and to punish people that also are not compliant and are not supportive of people that are gay or consider themselves transgender or bisexual or whatever case may be, simply because of their beliefs that are based in the Bible. And that's what we've seen uh, for a long time is th- the beliefs that people have on sexuality and when it comes to these issues of marriage are, are beliefs that they have as Christians, and-, and that's in the Bible. And so um, that's what our concern is, and-, and that's why these bills effectively do ban the Bible, because you're not allowed to have these beliefs, and if you do have these beliefs, you could end up in jail or with hundreds or thousands of dollars of fines, which uh, really amounts to, in a lot of ways, an effective ban on these beliefs. 
One of the things I want people to understand is obviously we're focusing on the state of Texas, but this, again, has attracted national attention. Let me just quote from Eric Erickson, for example. He said, if you want a sense of where the left is headed nationally, look at what progressive legislators in Texas are trying to do. They want to ban Christianity in all but name. This continues, he says, a long line of thought first advocated by the Obama administration, which sought to restrict the free exercise clause of the First Amendment to kind of an idea of a freedom of worship standard. And in other words, you can be a Christian in church on Sunday, but nowhere else. So in some respects, Jonathan, what you're dealing with is something that, although it's happened in the state of Texas, even for our national audience, they should pay attention to what you are going to be fighting here in the legislature. Well, that's right. I mean, if you see anyone making an effort to put the four words sexual orientation and gender identity or maybe gender expression into state or local or federal law, particularly in areas that have historically been for discrimination protection based on religion and race, the effort is to put people with that personal and political view at a higher level so they can have a better chance of winning against you if your religious views they feel are different or come into conflict with their personal or political views. And we've, we've seen it happen in other states. This is why Jack Phillips is at the U.S. Supreme Court, or he's been at the U.S. Supreme Court, the Christian cake baker, because Colorado had a state law that says on issues of sexual orientation and gender identity, which are subjective, it means different things to different people. If people have beliefs on those issues and if someone disagrees with that, or has a particular private business, or they're involved in a ministry, and they choose to live their life based on a biblical belief of marriage or sexuality, uh, these laws, these ban the Bible bills, and, and, and like what happened in Colorado, they're not going to allow you to do that. And, and if you try to, they're going to punish you. And in Jack Phillips' case, he went to the U.S. Supreme Court because the government wanted to force him to say a message. And I think that's what, what needs to be clear here. These are efforts by activists who want to create a new government law. They don't want just liberty. They don't want people to be left alone. They want the government actually to get into everyone else's private business and tell private business owners and individuals what they must believe, and if they don't, they're going to be punished. One of the things that uh, is kind of interesting is I write my commentaries a week ahead of time, but the one that is on our website today and the one that people are hearing on various radio stations is my commentary about Karen Pence. And one of the things I say, interesting enough, Jonathan, is just what you said, that is we were told by our LGBT activists, hey, we just want to coexist. And so they said they just wanted to have us accommodate same-sex marriage and the homosexual lifestyle. But I point out in my commentary that institutional support for LGBT demands has now moved towards institutional hostility towards Christian values and Christian institutions. Of course, Karen Pence is just one example, but uh, this list of bills, which we have a link to on your website, people can go to texasvaluesaction.org, but we have it there as well, listed under anti-Christian bills in the legislature, takes us through changes that would be taking place in the Civil and Practice Remedies Code, various things that would change or amend the property code. If all of these bills pass, or even some of them, we have a very different state of Texas than we had just a few years ago. Right. These apply to re- religious homeless shelters, colleges, universities, other private property owners, even if you're a Christian counselor. Okay, so, so if a, a, um, 
a parent and child go in to, to meet with a counselor and they're having questions about issues related to sexuality and they want to ask the counselor what the Bible says about it or to remind them or to give them some support and encouragement if they, if they don't want to engage in some of these uh, same-sex activities and they want that support, that counselor and therapist would not be able to work with them from a Christian perspective if in any way it could be considered that they're discouraging that type of behavior or if the, if they wanted to have a discussion about a gender transition surgery and the counselor wanted was asked what the Bible says about it and they want to get support, that Christian counselor would not be able to invoke what the Bible says or biblical terms regarding questions related to sexuality and marriage. They'd be punished. And, and a reporter was interviewing one of our staff about this, and the reporter said, oh, it, it even applies to Christian counselors? And, and we said, <laughs> yes, can you believe that? And so that's, and, and that was the point. I heard your setup, and it was very well done regarding Karen Penn and where things have moved. And, and I think that's why we, we want people's attention on this issue, and we wanted to make them clear that, that, in effect, you're banning the Bible when you put laws like this in place that punish people for biblical-based beliefs that they should be allowed to do in their own private homes, in their private businesses. And it's not clear that even if you're a, a Christian church, excuse me, a, a Christian school, and, and possibly some church-based ministries, that it would apply to you as well, depending on what – you know, your definition of how you define your church, it's not clear whether or not these bills would apply to you either. And so yes. uh, there's a lot of concern, and people can find out more at txvaluesaction.org. And, again, we have that link, so you don't, if you're driving right now, just go to our website, pointofview.net. We have a section on anti-Christian bills, and go there. I'm going to talk about action items in just a minute, but since we're coming to a break, we'll come back and talk about how people can support yep. you and all the rest. But, again, just to give you a sense uh, some of these bills, there are a couple of them. We mentioned uh, HB 244 and 254 and Senate Bill 151. That would amend the Civil Practices Code. You have one, which is HB 188, that would amend the Property Code. You have one, which we were sort of alluding to as well, HB 850, which would amend the Labor Code. And then, just as we're taking a break, and we'll come back when we talk more after the break, you even have one that would repeal the Texas Marriage Amendment which was passed by the Texas voters. As a matter of fact, over 75% of the Texans voted to implement the Texas Marriage Amendment. Reality is most of those hopefully won't go anywhere, but you don't know, and that's why you need to pay attention, and that's why we're educating you on this, so you can express your opinion to your elected officials, and so you can also get behind some of the things that Texas Values are working on. We'll take a break and continue our conversation with Jonathan Sines right after this. Now, back to Point of View, your listener-supported source for truth. Back for a few more minutes, and we want to give you some action items. And again, this material is available through Texas Values Action. Of course, i got another article from Texas Scorecard, a Texas Democrats Target Religious Liberty. But let's, if we can, for just a few minutes, Jonathan, since we do have a lot of activists that listen to this program, talk about what they can do. And they can go to NoBibleBan.com. Of course, there's an obvious link on your website. And that's a way in which they could send an email. I know some of our people are pretty vocal, so you even have a click-to-call tool so that you could call your state elected officials. And so uh, give us some action items and maybe our marching orders. 
Well, absolutely. And look, I mean, you know, the legislature has just always been meeting for about two or three weeks. And so they're, they don't have a lot drawing them away from things at this point. In other words, you can get their attention maybe a little bit easier than sometimes it is later in the legislative session. So you can go to txvaluesaction.org and get information how you can contact your legislator. You can come directly to the Capitol if you want, um, um, if you're in the Austin area or Central Texas area, or you can go on social media and use the, the Twitter, the hashtag ban the Bible, but put oppose before that, oppose ban the Bible bills. We're getting a lot of traffic on it on social media because I think a lot of people are starting to wake up and realize, wow, this is how far things can go. This is what is at the heart of a lot of these efforts to promote sexual orientation and gender identity laws that have been happening in local cities and states and at times efforts at the federal level. That's why Jack Phillips is up at the U.S. Supreme Court. And people are wondering, wow, so am I going to have to end up going up to the Supreme Court just to protect my religious liberty rights, just to protect my view that I think marriage is between a man and a woman? It's a valid question. I mean, you may. I mean, and you may not be able to afford it. And so we can't take that for granted. That's why we want to stop these laws in their tracks right now, these, these proposed bills, excuse me. And, um, and you can get some more detail at txvaluesaction.org, excuse me, the website where we have details on this issue. But our team is at the Capitol every day talking to legislators, educating them about this at the Texas Capitol. It's important wherever people are to engage with your elected officials, particularly at the state and local level. And then we're going to have an event in about a month and a half called the Faith and Family Day. That's on March 13th. You can go to our Facebook page if you want to register for that and get connected, where we're going to teach people how to talk to your legislator, how the process works, um, what to look for, how to put together a letter or to go into an office and be presentable on these issues and what's really going on. We're going to break down the bills and legislation, and we're going to let people know, too, the efforts that some people are making to protect religious liberty at the state level. So when issues come up like ban the Bible bills, um, they don't overtake our First Amendment rights. Let me just mention, too, as you go to our website, of course, you can go directly to theirs, but I know a lot of you tend to go through ours as a portal to find it. If you go, first of all, to the picture Jonathan signs at the bottom, that will take you to texasvalues.org, and there's a good way to find that. You'll find a blue uh, button there. It says Save the Date, and that's March 13th for, again, the Faith and Family Day. And then for the other material, of course, you can either follow the link on that website or we do have a link directly to uh, TX Values um, Action. And that has takes you into the uh, actual bills themselves. And those are significant. And just before we go, though, I thought we might uh, answer a question that I've already had some people asking me. So it's worth asking you as well. Why so overt? I recognize when I look at the individuals that have proposed these bills, most of them are from places like Houston or Austin, El Paso. One is from Dallas. But you would think that they might say, well, I don't know if this is going to be something that we could even pass through the legislature. But I do get the sense right now, back to the point about the left, just sort of the idea that, no, look how close it was in terms of even the U.S. Senate election with Beto O'Rourke, maybe we can actually pass these pieces of legislation and alter what is actually part of the civil practices code, the property code, the labor code. Maybe we could even overturn the Texas marriage amendment. So there's a sense in which, whereas before, Jonathan, you know, many individuals would sort of hide their agenda. They're just becoming a lot more explicit in this session of the legislature, aren't they? 
Well, that's right. And look, if people want to join with us, we've had over 22,000 emails through our system in less than a week asking legislators to oppose these ban the Bible bills. So you won't be standing alone. You'll be joining thousands. And, it, and it's necessary and it's needed because, to your point, there there is some sense that some folks felt like they had momentum because of some of the election outcomes at the national and the local level here in Texas and maybe other states. And so they think, okay, now this is their opportunity to go as far as they want to go. And I don't even know if this is the end of it, but it certainly is more aggressive than we ever seen. And we've seen more bills filed on this. There's an LGBT caucus that's now been formed. There's a group of legislators that want to champion these issues. They want to focus on these issues. So I think it's a very real concern. And even though it's in Texas, you know, look, some things happen during the legislative process. I see it all the time that people get confused by language, an amendment gets put on, the next thing you know, something's headed to the governor's desk. And so when, you know, a lot of bills start moving, a lot of action starts going on, uh, things can sometimes slip through. And so we don't want that to happen. We want people to understand what's going on early so we can shut this down now. And we can also educate people about the real threat to religious liberty when you see bills like this, these ban the Bible bills, when they have language that is specific for sexual orientation and gender identity with so-called uh, non-discrimination protection. And I mean, and it hits to these issues. Christian business owners um, would deal with these issues, Christian-based ministries, other private business owners, how they handle things on their private property. And I mean, there's just a growing, and you mentioned it with Karen Pence, even its Christian church, excuse me, Christian schools are no, no longer off limits for people wanting to use the government to punish them, even though they should, they, they've historically always had the freedom to follow their beliefs on that private property. Well, again, as we pointed out, uh, both in my commentary and even in some of the material that you have on your website, NoBibleBand.com, uh, a lot of this is protect, uh, actually proposed as accepting or progressive or open-minded. We're just asking for you to uh, allow us to have these kinds of freedoms, and yet what you really begin to understand is you begin to see how this would amend some of these codes, whether it's the property code, the labor code, uh, even the civil practice code, is it would uh, result in some of the very things we've seen in other states. And uh, certainly you've used the example a couple times in the state of Colorado. Jack Phillips has a good illustration of what it could look like, or even Kelly Shackelford likes to point out about the individuals who are also bakers in Oregon, or some of our friends at ADF like to point out of the florist in Washington and other states, how quickly... Uh, you can find that standing for your Christian values is going to be controversial and uh, simply seen as criminal if in some cases or certainly requiring civil penalties of some sort. So, again, we have all oh, the right. links necessary to the Texas Values Action. And, of course, you can also go to NoBibleBand.com. And if nothing else, Jonathan, we knew we were going to have to uh, alert our listeners to some of these issues in the Texas legislature. And here it is, still January, and we've got a whole series of things that people need to get involved with. So thank you for getting involved with us today. And I look forward to the next opportunity to talk with our good friends at Texas Values. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. And people should know they're already starting to have hearings and committees. They're starting a little bit earlier on that side of things, and so things will be moving quickly. So we appreciate your support. Well, again, we look forward to the next opportunity. If you want some more information, all you have to do is go to our website, pointofview.net. Click on the picture there of Jonathan Sines. That will take you to Texas Values. And, again, click on the article there 
which uh, takes you into the anti-Christian bills, which go, takes you to Texas Values Action, which is a little bit different website. And, of course, you can go to uh, No Bible Ban as well, and you'll find a lot of information. And then I encourage you to contact your elected representatives. They need to hear from you, and now is a better time to do that than when the session is busy at the end of April and May. So take the time to act on those issues, and we'll talk about this again with Jonathan Sines and some of the people in his organization. Let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about practicing the king's economy. All that coming up right after this.